AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Money Movers, welcome back to Money Moves, the daily podcast determined to give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance. Welcome, Money Movers, to the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood. Our expert this week serves as the Chief Impact Officer at Chopra Global and is the voice of daily meditations on the Chopra Wellness apps. She is a well-being educator and author, the founder of Karma Bliss, and a founding board member of the Mental Wealth Alliance, host of the Black Effect Network podcast, Dropping Gems, a seasoned broadcaster, and a multi-modality healing practitioner, someone whose voice I have listened to many, many times, who is truly as beautiful on the outside as she is on the inside, the incredible spiritual healer, Debbie Brown. Please welcome to our podcast. 
I'm so grateful to be here with you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I feel like already I am vibrating at a higher level <laughs> just having you grace our screen. And I'm so excited to share, you know, more about you and your journey so that you can empower so many, many, so many of our listeners and audience to take their lives to a higher level. Mm, thank you so much. And thank you for this gorgeous work that you're sharing with the world. Like the impact that you're making is so powerful and it's so needed. We need that financial rooting. We need that spiritual rooting, that mental, emotional healing, um, all holistically full circle. I was just going to say, you know, you are all about empowerment, inner peace and overall self-love, but the holistic aspect of looking at how we can both, you know, be attuned to ourselves and at the same time, achieve success and wellness in our lives so that we can truly live our fully authenticated lives. So I'm an appreciative of this and you being here today. So I just want to dive into Debbie. <laughs> you know, and what you just spoke to, like abundance is our birthright. You yes. know? And I think that we're just now collectively, especially within Black and Brown communities, really able to embrace that. For centuries, we've been on this path of forced resilience, this idea that life is to be endured and not enjoyed. And I think that we are at that big paradigm shifting moment in human history right now where we're all realizing that we are worthy of more, we are deserving of more. It is our birthright to have ease, abundance, and grace flow into our lives. And we're looking to really like share our gifts in powerful new ways and you know make a wage that creates generational freedom and generational wealth. Yes. And that is so true. You know, it's so interesting to even hear, I just did a meditation this morning and I use that mantra all the time. Abundance is my birthright. So I just hope that those listening can really take that in and feel what, feel your, the power of your words and be able to put it forth into their daily lives, because that's what this podcast is about. Money Moves is about creating generational wealth and abundance, not only in our bank accounts, but for our families, for our souls and spirituality. So Debbie, again, thank you so much. But I want to take us back to, you know, how you sort of got started on your journey. Um, you know, you've, you're working with incredibly visionary greats like Deepak Chopra and, you know, helping so many different spirits all across this country. Can you tell us how you started in radio and entertainment? Um, and then we'll segue to where you are now. Yeah, thank you for that. You know, I think when I think of my story and my life, it's just, for me, it's a representative of the way that God's whispers really guide the path. How that kind of deeper inner knowing that we can't even fathom or really see, you know, the vertical of, the long-term view of, um, has always been available to us. And there's always been whispers that have guided us. And so, you know, I'm an only child raised by a single parent. And by nature of that, that means I'm always inside my own head, inside my own heart, investigating. Um, and so I kind of hit the perfect path because I've always been a seeker. I've always been deeply curious about the world and deeply curious about myself. So when I, when I started my professional working life, I started in broadcasting. And so when I went to college, I, I thought I either want to be two things. I want to be a psychologist or I want to be a news anchor. Kind of two opposite ends of the spectrum, but I kind of feel like I've done both. Yeah. My own way. <laughs> that actually makes perfect sense somehow. 
right? I was like, so actually I knew what I was doing in 18. Um, but I started my path in broadcasting and, and really in underground hip hop in LA specifically. It was an era of time where we were the underdogs in rap and in music. And I was on the radio at that time and working with like a lot of the young emerging rap talent of Los Angeles that has since gone on to take up huge space in the world. And, you know, when I was in radio, what I fell in love with about radio was the ability to connect. Mm -hmm. I think overwhelmingly, aside from like the celebrity or music industry perks or, you know, interview opportunities that came with it, it was the day-to-day talking to my listeners, Mm -hmm. hearing from people from all over the demographic of Los Angeles and what mattered to them, what interested them, what made them feel seen and heard. And so through that, I was I was working in radio, but then I was also working in the community and taking on different projects. And I was the community action director and so many different things. Um, And, you know, while I was in that, it really unlocked in me this desire to create a space, to be a soft place to land, for people, you know, to, to allow them to feel seen, to feel heard, to ex- to feel experienced, you know, and. That was the thing that really guided me through close to a 15-year career of working in entertainment. I also had a chance to work in TV and do a bunch of fun, amazing things. Um, But at a certain point, I needed more. You know, at a certain point, the way that especially that culture of entertainment was set up when I was working in it, it was all about judgment. Everything was rooted in coming up with this really fast opinion. Even if you didn't know what you were giving an opinion on, you had to come up with something and you had to be in judgment. You were constantly telling like the intricate workings of someone else's life from an outside perspective. And I got to a point where I couldn't stomach it. It just wasn't in alignment with how I wanted to think, how I wanted to feel, or how I wanted to share myself in the constraints that I had. And so mixed in with that, I was like one of the youngest executives at the time. Um, I was a music director. I was really young. I was like the only woman doing that. And by nature of that, I got burned out. And by nature of like some of the excess that was around, I got burnt out at a really young age. And did you recognize it as burnout? Like... Because now, you know, you're on this very spiritual and holistic path, right? Did you recognize it then as burnout? And were you as attuned as you are now? Or was has this sort of been the evolution of your journey? So I'm definitely evolved. Um, but I think in many ways, yeah, this has always been my path. I didn't always have the language for it. I didn't always know how to share it. But it has always been my path. Um, I was the kid who... I was in middle school with a self-help book, you know, like I, I've always been fascinated by transformation, fascinated by the human spirit and human emotion. And so I did always resonate with this. And I was always in some degree studying ways to grow, to enhance myself, to become more of me. Um, but, you know, when I when I was having the burned out, I didn't quite know that it was like my existential crisis right. at the time. I didn't know that it was like me figuring out a whole new way of living. Um, But I knew that I couldn't continue as I was. I didn't have all the whys of why I couldn't. I definitely didn't have the next step in mind, but I knew something had to shift and that I was being called to powerfully shift. And that if I didn't, that whisper from God would have turned into like catching a fade from God. And I was not available for that. I did not want to argue with God. I didn't want to fight. I wanted to surrender. And so that led me to my very first meditation retreat almost 10 years ago with Deepak um, at one of his locations. And that's where I learned to meditate. And everything about my life changed after I learned to meditate. 
And I knew that I was called to help people heal and to help people to understand themselves more deeply. So eventually that led me to become certified in this work. I have multiple certifications in so many different areas of healing. I've deepened my own practice. I started my own business and now my full circle, I am back with Deepak at Chopra Global um, in deep gratitude of being able to share this powerful work with the world. Absolutely. Um, I will say, you know, we've all just come out of this world and global pandemic where we've all been shut down, locked in, facing so much uncertainty. And this was actually the first time I learned to meditate. I hadn't really meditated before the pandemic and I was exposed to it through just different apps. And I am so grateful for it. I have probably put in thousands of hours now um, and it's become such an integral part of my life. And I'm just so grateful for it. And I'm also so grateful for what you are doing with Deepak, exposing especially black and brown communities to being able to have this tool that I think is truly life-changing. And, you know, as are in our community in particular, we carry a lot of this with us. And just yeah. to be able to have the tools and expose so many more hearts to this is just like really, truly prolific work. Oh my God. Thank you for saying that. And I'm so happy that you're meditating. It is the greatest gift. It is. The, the biggest misconception is that it's hard or it's expensive. Can you tell us a little bit more about your work as Chopra's chief impact officer? And, you know, I, I love that this is a full circle moment for you. Yeah, you know, it's so beautiful. And I, and I think that that and Deepak's work so incredibly and powerfully speaks to divine flow, to receptive energy, to the synchronicities in our lives and the greater stories being told. So when I look back at my path of purpose, I'm just like, you know, it may not make sense from the outside looking in, but it actually makes perfect divine mm -hmm. sense for me. I'm like, oh, that's where that dot connected. That's where that twist happened. Um, but my work with Chopra Global is so, so important to me. And what it's really rooted in is giving access to all to this healing work, mm -hmm. um, specifically communities of color. So often I think that Sometimes by way of programming, sometimes just by lack of knowing, um, lack of organic kind of seed planting of this work, these rooms are often very, very white and very specific demographics. And, you know, when I first came into this space as someone that was looking to heal, it's like, why am I the only person that looks like me in these rooms? It can't just be because of price point. You know, yeah. what are the other barriers to healing that we have up that need to be disarmed? And I'm a believer that communities of color deeply yes. need and deserve this work at every level. Like yes. we're not just working through the curriculum of spirit that we came to this earth with. We're also working through major ancestral healing, major intergenerational trauma, you know, and very often we don't naturally find this work because either our families of origin or our systems of belief yep. keep us looking at healing in one specific way or keep us looking at God in one very specific way. Um, and also because sometimes we just don't always know that this is happening and available for us, especially if you don't live where I live in Los Angeles, right. or you don't live in New York or those coastal cities that have more access, you know? And so meditation, you know, I think is so, it seems so mysterious to people, but it's sitting still and being quiet. That's it. Which is sitting so, still. exactly. And that is, that is sort of the beauty of it. 
um, that I that I've learned to love about it because society makes us be like go go go. And you know, I think something you said was super interesting because on money moves, we want to dispel a lot of the misconceptions that may may or may not have been handed down to us through previous generations, etc. And I think that this is exactly one of them: being able to be open and vulnerable about where you are with yourself, with your traumas. I mean, you even spoke to you know as people of color, like the genetic imprinting that we perhaps don't even know has been passed on. So being able to break those myths and talk about it openly, I think is also the key to just not only creating generational wealth, but generational freedom. (laughs) Absolutely. And you know, I think so often what's also kept so many from the work is just not even believing that you deserve it and not knowing why you don't think you deserve it. You know, and so then you just are wrestling with this inner chaos and this inner shame. And the deeper truth is that we've arrived at really the first moment in human history where there is ease to access this work, where we can look at all of the structures at place, all of the compounded complex stress and post-traumatic stress that has been placed on us. And we can know that hey, we didn't get this work sooner. My parents, my grandparents, my great-grandparents didn't get this work sooner because of structural oppression, because of systemic racism, because of all the things that have kept everyone bound throughout human history, you know? But now that we've arrived at this point where we can speak our truth, where we can move away from this path of forced resilience, where we can focus on self and allow ourselves to feel and it's safe to feel, it's the perfect opportunity to really dive into and savor this work of self. It is, and I love that. And I think, you know, something else you said, it's just sometimes we believe we don't deserve it. And I think the same comes from like our dreams, you know, where we're like, folks are scared to dream like, well, I can have what this person has. I can have what this person. And it's, it's about cultivating that mindset and that intention and just believing that your dreams are your reality. And I think the meditation is the perfect way um, to achieve some of that. Yeah. Likewise. Uh, it's Meditation is delicious. Like that's how I view it. Oh, I love it that. It feels <laughs> really challenging at first, but it's only because we're not used to being with ourselves. Yeah. So as soon as we can disarm that and just say, this feels uncomfortable because it's new, not because it's wrong, not because I can't do it. There is no perfect. It's just new. Um, and then the to me, the greatest gift of meditation is it really teaches you the deepest truth of who you are. It cultivates in you this natural gratitude. It creates space inside, more space for you. You kind of unpack and pull out so much of your story that doesn't serve you. So many ways that maybe pain has become your identity and you're able to kind of get to the best parts of who you are. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, Are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. 
Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is so beautiful. And what's so beautiful is like you have now taken something that you deeply, passionately love and been able to create a business around it, support yourself. And like everything feels so perfectly aligned. Can you talk about like the business aspect of what you're doing and how you're able to, you know, take something that you're super passionate about, but also make a living. Because I think that's so important for people to realize, like you can make your passions into your livelihood. You can absolutely make all of your passions into your livelihood, but you also have to move it past passion and you have to educate yourself. Mm -hmm. That's something I want to make really clear because in this space of wellness, it's not just about positivity. It's not just, (laughs) oh, I, I believe in being positive and let's sit down and be still and now pay me your money to tell me that, you know? (laughs) Thank you for saying that. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's important, you know, because in this day and age, 
for so many, it is about fast money and it is about, okay, I'm trying to hit this lick. I'm trying to get this bag because right now wellness is on trend or X, Y, and Z is on trend. And so let me step into this space. Um, And for me, it's about my own healing. It's about deeper legacy. It is how will this show up in the world? And so I think if you are passionate about something and you want to turn it into a business, have reverence for the calling on your life, have reverence for your gifts and invest in yourself real tools that'll make whatever you dive into more than like getting the bag or hitting the lick and turn it into lifelong legacy that you can then use as a springboard into new passions and new areas. You know, I, I'm a positive person, yes, but I'm not selling positivity. I believe in deep, deep shadow work. I have been, you know, I have probably spent the equivalent of an Ivy League education on my own education over the last 10 years, on my training in trauma, my training in somatic healing, my training in energy work, my training in psychology. And so I recognized that this was my calling. It was something that I was intuitively and naturally good at. And I had cultivated a really um, vast gift of communication to share it Mm -hmm. through my previous career, but it's through all the deeper work and through all of the investment of myself in actually creating like the systems and creating the way for this to be my life's work, right. you know? So I, I do believe follow your passion because your purpose is in your passion, but go deeper than just using it to make money and see how it can actually be reflective of the larger story of your life being told. Oh, I love that. I mean, so many gems in there. So many gems in there. Um, can you talk? Because I was super excited and incredibly inspired by your partnership with Alicia Keys, with Chopra and the 21-day um, meditation retreat, if, if, if I'm saying Meditation right. series, about, yeah. Um, how that came about. And I'm sure your role in it is bringing in other women of color um, onto his platform as well. Oh, so beautiful. And as much as I wish I could take credit for that, Deepak and Alicia are actually beautifully old friends that have, and she has been so steeped in this work for so long. Um, but it was, it was really wonderful. I felt like it was like such a merger of my Yes. Of having interviewed her in entertainment and really loved the music for so long. And then now with this beautiful programming. So the program that we did with Deepak and Alicia was called the Divine Feminine, Mm -hmm. a pathway to wholeness. And so, you know, what we really linked into was the power of sacred femininity, the power of the kind of tender warrior, um, the strength, the power and the grace of women. And there was a gorgeous 21 day meditation series that they each voiced um, in service to their individual lenses of how to kind of cultivate that archetypal energy within ourselves. And it was millions of people around the world joined us for it. And it was so powerful and people can still do it too. It's on our app. So if you download the Chopra app, it's right in there. Um, Yeah, it was so powerful. And I I loved working on that with both of them. And Alicia is so deeply authentic and so deeply committed to bringing this work into a greater audience um, and to sharing her gifts. I love it. I'm I'm serious. It's so funny because your voice is so... Mellifluous and nice to listen to. So I'm listening to you and I'm going, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I gotta like, I gotta wake up here. No, I'm just joking. But it is, it is so lovely to listen to. So, okay. Now you've left radio, you're back doing this spiritual work. Um, can we talk about your podcast now that you have dropping gems? Because I mean, this is just more of you doing the work. And what made you decide to sort of be a creator in that space? 
Yeah. So my podcast, Dropping Gems, I mean, you know, I did work in radio for over a decade. And so my natural kind of where I find my ease is in communicating. And I was having such beautifully expansive conversations with so many friends in both the hip hop community, but also within the spiritual communities. And I'm like, I need to press record on these and share them. Um, And so I pulled the trigger on it about, I started my podcast, I want to say two years ago. We're now gratefully with iHeartMedia and the Black Effect Network from Charlemagne the God. And the show is really centered on making higher consciousness tangible. And I use a lot of my life as the case study for that. I really study myself and study my process. Um, I'm, I'm really always in study of deeper spiritual work. And I kind of I apply it and then I share how I experienced it and I invite other people in for the conversation. And so we've had some really powerful guests. We've had some really interesting stories. Um, And I love to demystify things that, you know, maybe everyone isn't open to, but it has been a part of my life. Like, you know, having your birth chart done and using that as a useful spiritual tool. So I recently just did my human design chart on the show. (laughs) I recently just did my human design chart, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had an incredible, incredible facilitator of human design on my show recently. Um, We've had um, different spiritual teachers, acupuncturists, um, sexual healers, people that work with womb healing. Just really, really expansive. All the ways in which you can heal, I, I feature on my show. So, you know, even talking to you, make it all seem so easy. And like, you've just sort of come to this place um, along this like downhill, you know, water pathway. Can you talk about some of the like key obstacles that you've faced in the past couple of years to get to where you are now? I I don't want people to leave and think that it's always beds of roses. Um, Well, so, you know, here's the thing. It's always, it is always actually easy because it's always about switching the lens of perception, but easy does not mean puppies and rainbows. You know, easy does not mean I'm positive all the time. Right. Deep spiritual work, healing work is about also greeting your shadows. So it's not easy in the sense that I just, you know, I'm just like, oh, love and light. Absolutely. It's like I'm also sometimes in in tears for hours and I'm greeting past versions of myself. I'm moving myself through grief in meditation. I'm allowing myself to feel. Spiritual growth is rooted in allowing yourself to feel Mm -hmm. and transcending those feelings and dissolving any barriers that we have up against receiving our own love. And so it's a it's a work of the crevices. It's about getting into the darker, deeper parts. That's the work of spirit. But it doesn't have to be cloaked in fear and it doesn't have to be cloaked in difficulty. It is something where I can wake up and say, wow, I'm feeling really heavy today. I'm feeling kind of down today. Okay, let me go sit down. Let me see where that is. What wants to come out? What wants to be known to me? What am I supposed to heal in this moment? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. more about the work of diligence. I love that. And I'm, oh, this is just such a word and such a message for so many, because I think just hearing it and planting those seeds um, helps people prepare them for like how they can best heal self. Debbie, I love that you've come to this um, and approached this this work, which is a gift to so many, not only as a way to form legacy, but also as a business. Can you talk about how you've come to understand your worth in this and how you price this out for so many other wellness healers um, or spiritual leaders in this industry? 
Yeah. Oh, thank you for this question. You know, I think the biggest thing that I encounter when I speak with people that are looking to specifically work in wellness as their life's work or as a path, usually in the beginning of it, there's this fear of charging, this fear of turning it into something that you monetize, turning it into a business. What I found is that really the deeper layer of that is also spiritual opportunity to do shadow work. You know, a lot of it, especially for women in this space, is rooted in this idea of being a martyr, this idea that has been modeled for us and thrust upon us yes. patriarchy that everything you do that is in service to others or that is for healing it's just you depleting yourself, but then no, 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 that's free. No, don't worry about me. You know, and I rebuke all of that. Like it's Amen. about a core tenet of spirituality is about energetic exchange. Yes. There should always be benefit for both parties when doing business. Yeah. And it's not selfish and it's not wrong. It's a tenet of spirituality. What is the balance? What is the receptive flow? The giving and receiving, it has to happen in tandem. And so I think, you know, for any, any that are watching this and maybe connect to this work and struggling with prosperity, you want to price yourself fairly in whatever that means to you, right? But you also have to know that you deserve abundance, that yes. you are worthy, that the work you've cultivated and the way you serve and help other people is absolutely worth something. And you deserve to have a life of softness, a life of ease and a life of abundance as well as you help others, you know? And so when I think of my own work, like I do work at various price points, like I work in wellness at an executive level. I also work on a talent level and I also sometimes do more intimate exchanges. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the way that I occupy space, the biggest, the biggest piece that's important to me in any work that I do is that, there is an a debility, inability to democratize it for all that need it. Yeah. And so I might do that in a couple different ways. If I know that I am, you know, contracted to speak at an event or lead a retreat, and that retreat may cost between $5,000 and $10,000 to attend, I also try to make whatever I know that I'm teaching there more accessible to people wherever they are so that they can do this work from home, so that they can do this work for friends. So I try to offer and create my teaching at different levels. So an advanced case might be here, but then I also will find a way to teach similar themes at maybe a $30 webinar price point. So I want to make sure that I'm meeting everyone where they're at, but I am also available to maximize my energetic potential um, in each moment. Absolutely. And even, I mean, as simple things as your podcast, it's still a gift. There's still yeah. learning there. There's still ways that you can reach and Great. touch other people as well. And I completely understand this in, um, I started my career as a nurse. So I completely understand the idea for, especially for women in this, that we're just supposed to give endlessly and care for others, you know, at whatever price point. So I appreciate you, you know, speaking on that for so many, because I think it's, it's a struggle for people to understand, is it okay to charge for this or add value to something that should really, you know, that is such a gift? Yeah. And I think really research too. you know, find the industry standard of other people where there are similarities, because I think something that is happening now, largely because of social media or so entrepreneurism is really beautifully on the rise and expanding. I have noticed that some people are just making up prices. Yeah. You know, like some people are just like, I do this. It's five hundred dollars. It's like, OK, but how do we quantify what that costs? So it's actually sustainable. Sustainable, right? Because price gouging is not sustainable, you know? Right. So it's like, I think that we should still 
hold ourselves as at a level of dignity in our offerings. Um, and then also find plans to make sure that the work that we're doing is available to as many people as possible, irregardless of their socioeconomic background. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny. I think there's a lot of different platforms out there like Clubhouse, et cetera, where everyone is basically raising their flag as the expert, putting, setting their charges and prices at whatever level. So it's also up to us as consumers to do the research and find someone that you're properly connected to that like yourself has done the work, has the expertise, has educated themselves over, you know, whatever amount of time they've been committed to um, being in that industry. Debbie, I feel like we haven't even approached the tip of the iceberg with you, and I'm so grateful for your time here today. Of course. (laughs) Okay, Money Movers, we're going to take a quick break and be back with more of the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood. Thank you so much for tuning in, Money Moves audience. If you want more or a recap of this episode, please go to thebankgreenwood.com and check out the Money Moves podcast blog. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, already know. a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.